This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Clean Water Act shrinking footprint. Long legal battle expected. And Senators press FDA on dairy terms. Next stop for the new WOTUS, the courts. The Trump administration has kept its promise to scale back the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. The question now is whether a court or courts will block the new waters of the U.S. rule from taking effect and how long it will take to settle the coming legal battles. Jesse Ritter, the National Wildlife Federation's Director of Water Resources and Coastal Policy, said groups with, quote, a long history of working together are likely to join in challenging the new rule but she could not offer any type of a timetable. Bottom line, the new WOTUS, dubbed by the administration as the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, significantly reduces the amount of American landscape potentially subject to federal regulation. Thaddeus Lightfoot, an attorney with Dorsey and Whitney, says many wetlands that the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers have regulated for years will no longer be under jurisdiction under the new rule. Farm groups have welcomed the new rule. On Capitol Hill, the chairman of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, Oregon Democrat Peter DeFazio, vowed, quote, to do everything I can within the jurisdiction of my committee to stop this heinous action. But besides holding oversight hearings and making EPA officials uncomfortable, it's not clear what he can do. The Waters Advocacy Coalition, whose members include the American Farm Bureau Federation and dozens of other trade groups, said the rule, quote, simply brings clarity to which level of government oversees which body of water. Environmental groups contend that many states don't adequately protect their waters. EPA science advisors wrestle with WOTUS. EPA science advisory board meeting today to iron out members' differences over draft comments that are critical of the approach of the administration it's taking in the new rule. The comments are technically about the rule in its proposed form, but the final rule didn't change significantly. At a meeting last Friday, board members agreed with the draft's criticism of the proposed rule, but some felt that the criticism went beyond scientific and technical issues into legal and policy questions that are beyond the board's scope. Senators push FDA on dairy terms. Dairy state senators are urging new FDA Administrator Stephen Hahn to stop plant-based products from using dairy terms. Imposter products should no longer be able to get away with violating law and taking advantage of dairy's good name, says the letter, which was led by Democrat Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin and Republican Jim Risch of Idaho. The FDA began a review process under Hans' predecessor of how to enforce regulations defining what may be labeled as a dairy product. Now, to learn more about those and other challenges the dairy industry is facing, listen to our new podcast, AgriPulse Deep Dive on Dairy. UK to exit EU on January 31, and U.S. farmers could benefit. Queen Elizabeth II yesterday gave her formal approval to the legislation pulling Britain out of the European Union, setting the stage for a potential U.S.-U.K. trade deal. The withdrawal agreement has received royal assent and is now law, according to Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He said we will leave the EU January 31st. That could be good news for U.S. farmers, so long as the British agreed to also divorce themselves from the restrictive EU ag policy that's limiting trade. 
Greg Dowd, the chief agriculture negotiator with the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, stressed just last week the importance of a new trade pact with Britain. He said, quote, in my mind, that's a legitimate top 10 market for U.S. agriculture. When the flag drops, we'll be off and running with the discussions with the U.K. Grains Council looks to Southeast Asia for new opportunities. With the U.S.-China trade deal and the USMCA all but done, the U.S. Grains Council is looking to build demand around the globe, and the focus is now on Southeast Asia. USGC President and CEO Ryan Legrand is leading a delegation this week to Vietnam and Myanmar and meeting with what the officials hope will be future customers. One of the first stops was at a Vietnamese fuel company. This mission shows not just the need for continually evolving and strengthening trade policy, but also a focus on long-term demand building, where we know there is a vast potential for new sales based on population and income growth, according to Legrand. Now, take note, the potential of expanded trade in Southeast Asia is also getting the spotlight from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agriculture Service, which is organizing a trade mission to the Philippines in April. U.S. ag exports to the Philippines have more than doubled over the last 10 years, reaching a record $3 billion in 2018. And positive consumer attitudes and a healthy business climate point to continued growth potential going forward. That the word of Morgan Haas, an FAS counselor at the U.S. Embassy in Manila. India hosts Brazil president. The Trump administration is eyeing India as a partner in a new trade pact, but the U.S. may have to get in line. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro arrives today in the country of 1.3 billion people. That, according to a report by NDTV, and agricultural trade will be one of the many topics discussed with the Prime Minister Narendra Modi and President Ram Nath Kavand during this four-day visit. Still, India remains a top contender for a U.S. free trade agreement. Shortly after the U.S. signed the Phase 1 trade pact with China, U.S. Trade Representatives Dowd said India is, quote, the next place we're headed. Biodiesel plant reopens after tax credit extension. An Iowa biodiesel plant has come back online after suspending production in November. The general manager of Western Dubuque Biodiesel, Tom Brooks, was worried late last year that Congress would not reinstate the dollar-a-gallon tax credit for renewable diesel and biodiesel, he told AgriPulse at the National Biodiesel Conference in Tampa. In December, Congress revived the credit and extended it through 2022. Brooks says his plant should be at production capacity by next week. Here's today's He Said It. If the amount and level of intensity of litigation over the WOTUS rule it replaces was any indication, it may be years before the courts determine that landowners may rely upon the apparent certainty of the Navigable Waters Protection Rule. That Thaddeus Lightfoot, an attorney with Dorsey and Whitney. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 24th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.